You're listening to Super Power Up with multidimensional master, superpower expert, and former counterintelligence agent, Tonya Donrekla. If you're ready to disrupt reality, then sit down, strap in, and prepare to experience the show that proves there is no spoon. Hello, everyone. This is Tonya Don Reckla, your superpower expert, and I'm really, really excited about this show. We have with us today Claudette Rowley, who's going to help us flesh out like the power and the, um, you know, what, what the corporate organizational culture conversation can really do in your business. And I know a lot of times as entrepreneurs, we get started and and, and we're driven by what we're passionate about and we want to do good things in the world and all this stuff. But there are some just tried and true step, true steps of that businesses follow that corporations had to follow even at the inception point that allowed for that level of success. And so, so I really appreciate the conversations where we can kind of drill down and just get serious about the nuts and bolts and things that have to be there. And what's beautiful about the culture conversation is that it rests on some really found foundational business principles, but you get to develop it however you want to, right? So there is a creative aspect to this. I think as entrepreneurs, a lot of time we resist anything that feels too stifling. Um, but I'm going to invite you to look at developing an organizational culture from a very different lens um, during this conversation. So we're talking today about entrepreneur success starts with culture. And so Claudette's going to help us kind of feel into how, how we go about that, how we can start with it, and really what the benefits are of looking at it for, through that lens. Um, so she is such an impressive resume. She's CEO of Cultural Brilliance. Uh, she's a cultural design and change management consultant. She's the author of Cultural Cultural Brilliance, the DNA of Organizational Excellence. Um, but but we're talking decades of, of, of wealth of information that she brings into this dialogue. So I'm going to invite you to just take a breath, sit down, relax, listen to the conversation and see how it fits into everything that you're creating in your business. So Claudette, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for joining us. Oh, great. Thanks so much, Tonya. So glad to be here. Excited about our conversation. Yeah. I am too. I, you know, I'm kind of a little bit of a geek when it comes to the business building process. And I love my systems and my processes and looking at what works and adaptability and mutations and everything. But, but at the heart of it, you know, we always kind of come back to this culture conversation, like what do we stand for type of dialogue. But before we get too far into that, I want to know a little bit more about you. And we'll start with just asking, what are your superpowers? Mm, what a great question. So it's a fun one, isn't it? What are your superpowers? <laughs> I think so. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I think one of my superpowers is helping to solve complex problems, which is one of the reasons I'm so interested in culture. I've always really loved problem solving. I'm one of those people that if, you know, if there's not a problem to solve, I have to be careful not to create one. Yeah, energizing for me. And, uh, and I really, over the course of my professional career, the complex people problems, the complex systems problems and cultural problems are really the ones that I, I love to solve. And I would say that's, that's definitely a superpower for me. Oh, I agree completely. And uh, it's, and it keeps me entertained. Like I love, I I like that you acknowledge that you may have a tendency to create if there isn't something to solve. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's it's beautiful that you have that level of self-awareness and can call it out. Um, because I do think a lot of us are driven by that, right? Like we find our little comfort zones and the things that we're good at and the things that excite us. And then, you know, if we're not careful, that becomes this myopic kind of perspective on things. Um, I know it's easy to do in the mm-hmm. entrepreneur arena, 
Um, so let's talk a little bit about the the book, and then we'll tie it back into the entrepreneur stuff. So tell me a little bit about the the how the book idea came about, and I'm you know the based on the the years and years of experience that you have. Share a little bit with our listeners about that. Sure. Yeah, the book is is called Cultural Brilliance: The DNA of Organizational Excellence, and it, it came about a few. It was recently published, actually, just a couple of months ago. But it uh, it's in, the seed of inspiration was about um, two and a half years ago, and it was really around uh, my desire to have a new challenge in my career. And re- and I, when I started to to look back at everything that I'd done, I realized that. I was always really interested in culture and that organizational culture, corporate culture, up until, you know, five, 10 years ago, wasn't something we talked about very much, right? You really weren't Mm -hmm. supposed to talk about it. Interestingly, as an organizational development consultant, the conventional wisdom was if you talk to an organization about culture, they wouldn't hire you. So you would do kind of every, you'd talk about communication, you'd talk about productivity, you'd talk about other things. Um, Yeah, it was really interesting. And so I finally said, no, let's talk about the truth, right? And the truth is culture. Um, yeah, because one of my other superpowers is truth telling. So uh, let's I talk love about, it. Let's talk about the truth. So that's really how the book was was born, and it's a it's a ends up being a roadmap for organization. Any kind of organization it doesn't have to be a company. Any kind of organization to really transform their culture, um, to understand, to have a step by step process for doing it, and to really create a culture that I call a call a brilliant culture. And brilliant cultures are cultures that are really using the potential. Um, so what I noticed was that so many organizations would leave all this potential on the table in the form of their culture. They would, you know, they could have a so much, such a better culture and they, they wouldn't maybe most likely because they, they didn't know that they could or how to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and you, you know, and we know how much that hurts people, how much people aren't themselves or their best selves. Um, and, you know, productivity would be down, innovation would be down, trust would be low. There'd be all of these indicators that there were cultural issues. And what I noticed is when we resolve some of those, it was in it, the company got so much more successful and that was always, and the pe- people were happier, right? They were more supportive. They were doing better work, et cetera. So it's, it's really a win win to improve your culture. Yeah. I'd imagine you and I could probably talk for days about some of the issues and the inherent kind of complex nature of, of a concept like culture and where we got some of that from, I, you know, prior right. to moving into the counter Intel arena, I, you know, I've, I've been diving around the human psyche for quite a long time. And the prior to that, my master's was in um, a field of research that really looked at kind of social identity dynamics and how we all relate to concepts like culture. And it really does wreak havoc um, and bleeds over into organizational structure and everything else because we carry all of that, um, you know, in our verbiage through the collective conscious. Like we, we have yeah. all of these really warped and kind of damaging mm-hmm. stories around you know, self-definition, cultural definition, group definition, like all of this stuff. So I, I, I understand why that would have been a prevalent thought. And I, and I applaud you for kind of piercing through and saying, okay, forget this. You know, we, we took a similar route with the whole superpower conversation. You know, we were cautioned really early on not to use a word like power, especially if our main client base, and at that time it was predominantly female. Well, you know, I did kind of like what you did. It's like, okay, well, <laughs> let's instead like take a look at this and see what is it about this word that really is not appealing, like doesn't make people want to dive in, um, you know, the, the rebel rousers or whatever, uh, kind of, kind of fleshing out these concepts because there is a wealth of knowledge and, um, potential success embedded within all of them, I think. So 
Uh, so I, you know, you're a kindred spirit in that regard. So I appreciate that. Um, we're going to take a quick break before we do though. Why don't we tell people where they can go to find out more about you? Yeah, I'm happy to. Thanks. Um, my website is culturalbrilliance.com and you can find out more about me and my business in the book, right on the website. Beautiful, beautiful. We'll have links on the page also, folks. So stick with us. We're going to take a quick break. We're talking with Claudette Raleigh today about entrepreneur success starts with culture. You're going to want to stick with us because when we come back from the break, we're going to talk about how you can start to think about these things in your business or perhaps you think you have a culture that's working for you. And I'd imagine Claudette's going to be able to give us some tips on perhaps how you can make that even more brilliant. So stick with us and we will be right back. Are you here to change the world? Do you talk about things like vibration, frequency, awakening, and consciousness? Are you pretty sure you have superpowers? The Superpower Net is unlike normal coaching programs and conscious communities. We provide training, intuitive guidance, peer-to-peer learning, intensive one-on-one coaching, and a high vibrational network of people just like you. When you join the Net, you get 24-7 access to a collaborative group of people who support you as you master your personal power and unlock your superpowers. If you're ready to use your superpowers to change the world, then join the Superpower Net today. Visit superpowerexperts.com slash the net to learn more. Awesome. We're back. You're listening to Superpower Up Podcast. I'm Tonya Don Reckla, and we're talking today with Claudette Rowley about entrepreneur success starts with culture. And so before the break, we were discussing kind of just just how like yummy this this concept of culture can be when we allow ourselves relax into it and really dig around and find out like how we want to create it and and, and what behooves the business and and how we're going with it so Claudette what can um some of the entrepreneurs and business owners who are listening how can they look at their culture perhaps differently or with some sort of an enhancement to create this brilliance that you're speaking of yeah the first step the first step is is really to be an observer of your culture, whether you're doing some for, a formal assessment of some kind, or if you're a solo practitioner of, of you know just one or two employees or contractors working with you. Um, really, really observe. Ask people for feedback. You know, how would you describe our culture? What what would you say it was like? Really start to get what I would call a 360 view of of how your culture operates. What's great about it? Maybe there's some things that are actually holding you back. I mean, so from a business perspective, can be incredibly helpful. Um, If, for example, you found out, you know, from feedback that you had a great culture in a lot of ways, but there are a couple of areas you needed to shore up, like maybe one was around um, timeliness or something like that. And you thought that wasn't such a big deal, but you found out that some of your customers are really frustrated by it. And you realize, oh my gosh, this is hurting my business. This part of my culture is hurting my business. I, I'm going to choose to change this. That would make, you know, something like that could make a huge difference in the amount of customers you have and how satisfied they are. So really, especially if you're a solopreneur, solopreneur or just a very small business, really ask questions, get feedback, listen, assess, mm. and see what you find out. Yeah, I love that. F- folks, I know you see the parallels here. Like we talk all the time about the internal growth game being all about that inception point of observation, right? Your your businesses are no different. Like you would do well to look at your business as its own like living, breathing organism, right? And so yeah. all of this work that we're doing individually and internally needs to be applied to the business as well. And it will grow and evolve and 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 develop if you let it. However, you know, we we get just like we do in our own personal development, we get myopic in our businesses too, because 
you know, I remind our team all the time, like I haven't used our processes in that way um, because we're developing them. And so to get feedback from the people who are using processes, who are, who are engaging with your business from clients, Claudette's example about your client base, you know, have you, do you ever check in with your client base and just see how they navigate, you know, what you're delivering? And I think it's so valuable when you're willing to kind of sit back and inquiry about that. Yeah, I agree. I mean, it's a level of inquiry and I love the connection you're drawing with the, our inner, our own inner individual work, right? That, that, and I, I often think about culture work as you've already mentioned this, especially in a larger organization, it is raising collective consciousness because without the change mm-hmm. in awareness, nothing changes organizationally. Mm, yeah, absolutely. So, so I'm just for really selfish reasons, I want to pick your brain about um, one of the biggest challenges we see for our clients um, around in the merging spaces and the scaling spaces is, um, you know, they're kind of stuck in this chasm between the um, services and solutions that exist for a solopreneur and then the enterprise solutions that exist for corporations. That that chasm seems to be um, kind of sparse when it comes to real solutions. And, and so what we advocate for is taking corporate concepts, successful corporate concepts, and translating them down to your business because at least you know then what you're walking into if, that's, if your desire is to continue to scale it and grow it. Um, when it comes to culture, like a lot of the corporate culture books and stuff are really designed for larger businesses. And so I know that it can be really frustrating for entrepreneurs at a certain level if they can't make that translation in their mind. How how would you advise somebody if you, they, they're like, look, I know we're, we want to go here. Like this is what we're doing. We want to, I don't mm-hmm. know, go, go to an IPO or whatever the case may be, whatever the exit is sell off the business, whatever, structured in such a way so, so the culture becomes part of that really valuable IP of the mm-hmm. company. How, how can they kind of step into that without feeling overwhelmed by the corporate dialogue um, and take the bits and pieces to get started now other, after the observation phase, like in the strategy aspect? Yeah. So, you know, when I'm working with organizations, in one of the things that my process includes is what I call a design phase. So before we get into planning, before we even before we get particularly strategic, we're actually we do the assessment work, and then we just based on you know what you learn in the assessment, or I call it authenticity phase, you start to understand what kind of culture you need, and it doesn't matter. It actually doesn't matter the size of your organization. It could be two people, like this, all the same. The ideas apply pretty much identically. So what kind of culture you want or need to support your business, support your strategic objectives, and then you have to you design, you know, how you're going from point A to point B. Um, and I think a lot of times that design piece gets skipped. So people say, okay, we need this kind of a culture. Okay, let's do, let's, into, let's plan it, let's implement it, let's do it. And there's not a lot about the how piece. So it's a really important question is how will we functionally change our culture or help it evolve, right, from how it is now to where we'd like it to be, just like we do with people, right? I, I want to change something inside of myself, right? How am I going to do that? How do I get from point A to point B and close that gap? So I think that's, that is a really key idea that a, um, an entrepreneur of any size business can apply. You know, how do we bridge the gap from A to B? How do we actually design how we're going to move forward? Um, and when you start asking yourself that question, um, you'll usually find some really interesting answers that emerge. And the book has a lot of detailed, actually, mm-hmm. ways of doing it for people who are interested in, you know, in reading something about it first. Yeah. Read the book, folks. Like, seriously, like that... The, if you really do want to be successful in your business, especially if you're in a scaling or emerging space, 
like you, you have to consume the material that's in alignment with with where it is that you want to go and ignoring the culture conversation i i think it's a huge mistake i think it's risky you know from a risk aversion risk mitigation conversation with with my other hat but also you can't do good things in the world. You can't be of service if your business isn't successful, right? Mm -hmm. um, if, if that's your modality, right? Like I'm not suggesting yep. business is the only way to do that. But, but you know, if you're listening to this conversation, obviously you're intrigued at, at, at the very least. So understand that it is all part of the bigger dialogue and there are components of business. It's, you know, it's kind of the chop wood, carry water phase. Like you, you got to attend to it just like you got to pay taxes, you know, on the business. You, you, there are other processes that you would do well to institutionalize. And I like what you said, Claudette, about, you know, it doesn't matter if it's two people. It really doesn't. And, and I think sometimes we get caught up, even as I framed the question, I got caught up in the sense of like, well, you know, maybe this isn't pertinent for this level. But, but I is. think it's a really great yeah. reminder. Yeah. Well, and entrepreneurs, like we, we usually like eat, breathe and sleep our businesses. So it's like you're, you're going to be that intimate with something. You might as well kind of attend to the details of it. <laughs> oh, right. And think about how you, you really would like, like as we do as entrepreneurs, how do I really want this business to work? How do I want it to be mm -hmm. so that I love it and it's, it's, it's successful, right? That both, of those, both of those are in place. So I, I have a little bit of a bias that says that nowadays, like like while there are some tried and true things about business that I keep alluding to, mm -hmm. for the most part, we can really like well, like we're living in an exciting time where we can structure businesses in lots of unique ways. Like we have um, both of our businesses are hybrid business models, like and we had a lot of fun putting those models together, like kind of picking and choosing and pulling. Like I really think that we're in a, a mm -hmm. unique time of creativity with regard to business. Um, is that, are you seeing that also? Definitely. Yeah, I, I agree that you can. I love hybrid business model. You know, that's fascinating. And, and I think you can create, you know, we see all sorts of fascinating businesses, right? People who are, you know, you know, increasing water supplies in countries in which I'm trying to think, I can't remember the name of the company, but, you know, we see all these interested, all interesting creative businesses emerging because with our, you know, our technology, right? Mm -hmm. We can really do that. So I think the sky is the limit um, when it comes to create, you know, creative business models and, and doing something that really excites you and helps you contribute. Well, and I think for me, and I know so many people are like this, like I just get bored too easily. And I've said like these mm -hmm. business models are, I haven't, I have not been able to exhaust them yet. And that says a lot. Like, I mean, I came from the espionage arena, right? And then even that at a certain point I left, you know, because it was like, what do you do after like, I got it, you know, check the box, like understand, you yeah. know, I love, I love the continual learning and growing and, and revamping it. And to me right now, at least with how I look at business, it really is inexhaustible and we, we can grow it and shape it and move it and evolve and spin off and do, do all kinds of fun stuff for some folks that that's really overwhelming. And I certainly have my moments of wah, wah about how overwhelming the options can be. Um, so, so it is kind of good to have guides. And so, uh, you know, what Claudette's talking about is like, read the book, kind of, kind of walk through the process because it is nice to have some guidance on how to create that construct. Um, because mm -hmm. otherwise, you know, unlimited possibilities is fun to talk about, but it's challenging to live. Right. Exactly. Um, <laughs> it's, I like that you're putting framework to it. Right. So, so mm -hmm. make no mistake, folks, we can have both conversations. We can talk structurally. And we can also acknowledge that there's a lot of creativity and um, kind of potentiality 
in how we do it. That's the piece that you have to do, right? You get to say how you want your your culture to be. But there are some guidelines of, of what makes for a good culture. What are some of the components you need to be looking at? And what are some of the aspects of it that you, you need to be thinking about? Is that a good summation of that process? I would think, yeah, absolutely. I think it is. And I think within frameworks, there actually is a lot of creativity, as you were saying. Um, because it's that whole idea of the, you know, of the dandelion growing through the crack in the sidewalk, right? You know, <laughs> with with restraints, we actually sometimes are even more more creative. Uh, so yeah. I, I think that's a great assess, a, a great summation. Yeah, I was super resistant to that concept for a very long time because it, you know, especially coming into arenas where, you know, we're talking about the human experience. You know, even even in the business, it's an it's a it's an additional expression. It's like the macro representation of the human experience you know so it's like it's like how you know the the idea of like even stating that within frameworks and constructs that there's there you do create more freedom but i i'll tell you folks that is what we're seeing and i know a lot of you the the light workers and visionaries and stuff for businesses you know aren't real fond of constructs and aren't real fond of anything that might be perceived as limiting or rooted or even um lower frequency or whatever the whatever the excuses that we are that we come up with but but a lot of times it just comes down to basic discipline and the kind of the chop wood carry water phase and and there are aspects of the business that that you do have to attend to whether it's your brilliance or not um either you have to do it or you've got to bring somebody in to help guide that process um if you don't and you try to build obviously we know know what happens when you build on an unstable foundation right Um, exactly yeah, so Claudia, let's let's share a story with folks about like let's let's talk about one of your wins and how you know kind of how you helped an organization turn around this cultural conversation. Yeah, happy to. So um, I was working with an organization, uh, actually a department in an organization, uh, and it, an energy company actually. But they one of the things that actually I'm gonna, I'm going to shift to a different example that's a little more related uh, for the audience. Okay. So this is a school I worked with, um, and the school, the private school, in more of a, um, a less traditional arena. I'm not saying like I'm not K saying through what twelve it is. or for, yeah, K through twelve. Okay. But I don't want to say anything reveal, you know, revealing um, Got for it. their confidentiality. Yes, protect right, your sources. <laughs> protect, always protect, right? Yes. Yeah. So more of an alternative kind of school, um, mm-hmm. and they. Interestingly, I was brought in, um, I knew the executive director, they were having a lot of cultural issues and a lot of uh, tension. So we, we did some different assessment work. And one of the things we found out is they had an underlying belief that all conflict was bad. And this mm-hmm. by underlying belief, I mean, in the collective culture, or the collective consciousness. Yeah. Right? But it was interesting is no one knew about that belief, which is often what of happened. Course. Before, right? <laughs> so but what we saw was this all conflict was bad. And I remember we we're in this meeting and someone said it. Oh, my gosh, we have a belief that and everyone, it just, everyone stopped and realized that's Mm. exactly, that was the core of it. Because what was happening is you can imagine as they had so much tension leaking out everywhere, you could have cut it with a knife because they weren't addressing Mm. things directly. And as someone put it, who I'll never forget this because it was so insightful. She said, uh, who was there? She's in the school. She said, we're so nice and kind that if you're not nice and kind, we're too nice and kind to tell you, you weren't nice and kind. (laughs) And, uh, which is a great, great statement about them. And so, as is the case with you know most situations where the truth comes to light, they were able to then really move forward with understanding how effective effective discussion, passionate debate, right, effective conflict resolution was really important for them to move forward. That it was actually literally, I mean literally, 
stopping their growth and their ability to solve some incredibly important organizational problems. Um, Cause That's they were mired amazing. in attention. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so we move forward from there, you know, in, in deciding, designing how they wanted to move forward and implementing, uh, implementing that design. But it was really that moment of breakthrough that trans started the transformation. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. Well, fantastic work folks. This can be applied to your relationships, to your families. Like, like there really is no end to the value of kind of looking at what's at the heart of this. But, but I do think that oftentimes we don't use that same introspection with our businesses and it's hard to see sometimes, right? When you're in the middle of it. Um, And so relying on trusted um, advisors and, and mentors who can support that dialogue and kind of bring that forward is as important in your businesses as it is in the personal growth. Um, We talk a lot about that in our superpower programs as we're helping people implement some of these processes into their existence. The same is true in your business, folks. And so really kind of sit back, maybe do an assessment of your business and see like, because you can see the patterns and stuff start to emerge. Read Claudette's book and see what you can apply to your own growth and where you want to go with that. And I'd imagine you're going to uncover just like the story she just shared for, for some innate kind of beliefs that are in mm-hmm. there that are wreaking havoc on where you want to go. And, and, and it explains why you're not seeing that projection change in the way that you'd like for it to. Um, so I, lo- I love everything you're doing, Claudette. You know, I appreciate the fact that you're helping organizations get clear about this because we have some really amazing, brilliant people that, um, you know, are doing amazing things, but they can only do it when their businesses are successful. Um, and so I, I love what you're doing and I appreciate you coming on the show. Let's remind folks again where they can go to find out more about you. Oh, thanks so much. Great to be on the show. Uh, my website is culturalbrilliance.com and uh, has lots of information about culture. I have a great resource page uh, with, you know, podcasts and articles and a um, complimentary cultural assessment guide. And the book is there and the book is also on Amazon. Beautiful, beautiful. And we will make sure those links are in the page, folks. So if you go to superpowerexperts.com with the show link, we will make sure to uh, have that in there as well. Claudette, thank you so much. Any, any last little tips or points or thoughts you'd like to share with our listeners? Oh, thank you. Yeah. Um, I, I really, I, I think this idea of being a cult, what I call a cultural detective, and I think, I think I'm, I'm excited about this idea for solopreneurs and small business owners, because like you said, if paying even a little bit of attention to your culture and not, and sometimes we get so in it, especially when it's our business, we stop seeing it clearly. So being that cultural detective, spending, you know, a half hour a week for a few weeks, observing, noticing, and asking for feedback, you might come upon something that really transforms your business in, a real, in an incredibly positive way. Mm, beautiful. Beautiful. Thank you again, Claudette. And thank you, everyone, for listening. As always, we appreciate your loyalty. And until next time, go out, uncover your superpowers, and change the world. Take care, everyone. Are you ready to discover your superpowers? Go now to superpowerexperts.com and take the superpower quiz today.